0: The other day I was at a Walmart with my mom and I wanted to check out the book section. I love to read, I've always loved to read, so I always enjoy walking around bookstores and book stands before leaving. So my mom and I stopped by the area to walk around and I noticed something that confused me but also made me quite sad. There were rows and rows and rows of books. One whole row of books was dedicated to the very famous author Colleen Hoover. And at the very end of her row of books was about three or four Bibles. Now, if you've never heard of Colleen Hoover before, then you're probably wondering, okay, what's the big deal? why do you have to go and make a whole podcast episode about this? Like, what's so wrong? Well, Colleen Hoover, alongside of many other authors who write similar books to her, have become best-selling romance authors that are popular because of the writing style and because of the overall explicitness found inside of them. I found an article once that described these types of books by saying that they have long been considered a woman's choice of pornography. Because of the type of content that these books and others like it hold, they carry explicit and inappropriate content. So in a culture that's overwhelmed by hookup culture, adultery, fornication, more and more young people have become interested in books like these. But why is that? Well, this cognitive scientist did a study about all of this and this was kind of what he concluded. So his name was Benjamin Bergen. He was a cognitive scientist at the University of California, San Diego. And he explained this in a Huffington Post article that he did. And so he said that when we read, we project ourselves into the world that the story is describing. And it's no different for people who read pornography. So he said that in an age where people have never reported higher rates of loneliness and where men in America are more likely to watch porn via the internet more now than ever, it seems that young women have turned to smut, which is the kind of book genre that these books are called. And basically it means obscene or lascivious talk. So with more copies sold than the infamous author Stephen King, Hoover is basically the most successful porn writer of all time. And there have been many people who have said this. Many people have come out and said that books like these are successful because they're basically books of pornography. And the sad but ironic thing about what I saw was that next to these books, there was just three or four Bibles on a shelf by themselves. And this just shows the rate of how popular these types of books are becoming compared to good, appropriate literature, especially the Bible. How You know, how confusing would it be for a new Christian or someone who's questioning Christianity to see pornographic and inappropriate books right next to the Bible, which is God's word. So today I just wanted to talk about a few things when it comes to books like these and what the Bible has to say about it. So these types of books are just very explicit and many people, especially the cognitive scientists that we talked about and a lot of people who work with, you know, the brain, who work with the way people think and just readers and people alike have come out and said that her books like this, this genre of books, have become sort of a woman's choice of pornography. So with seeing all those books next to just a few bibles i thought it might be an interesting podcast episode to talk a little bit about this and how the bible relates to it so one of the biggest points i think about is that it can be a stumbling block to other people marriage is something that god designed for a man and a woman for a husband and a wife so a christian shouldn't have an interest or desire in reading it or watching it or listening to it So not only can this be a stumbling block for ourselves, but it can also be a stumbling block for other people who might see us reading these books and thinking, I know what type of stuff is in there. Why would that person who says that they're a Christian be reading it when what's in that book goes against what they say they believe in the Bible? The things that are shared in these books, they're private things and they're only supposed to be shared between a husband and a wife. And when we put these things in books to be absorbed, when we put these things in TV shows or movies to be watched or listened to, or we put them in books, magazines to be read and listened to, these are not things that should be revealed in a book or on a screen, especially when it comes to things like adultery or fornication or premarital sex. So not only is it pornography to put these things in books, which is a sin, but it also is promoting things like committing adultery. It's also promoting um, premarital sex. It's promoting fornication, things that the Bible has said is a sin. So as Christians, we should want to be reading clean and uplifting and literature that honors God because books that have explicit materials like these they dishonor God and they can be a serious stumbling block not only to ourselves by getting just like porn, like watching pornography for people it can become addictive and so they want to do it more and more so you're becoming a stumbling block to yourself because you're going once you get into it it would be hard for you to get out of it so you're going to keep wanting more and more and more so not only is it becoming a stumbling block for yourself where you can be turning something sinful into a permanent addiction, but it can also become a stumbling block for other people and people around you where if they know that what's in those the books contents goes against what you say that you believe, then what are gonna what are they gonna think of what you believe? Are they gonna think you're a hypocrite? It's just we don't wanna be a stumbling block to ourselves, but we also don't want to be a stumbling block to others. And that's what will happen if we choose to read these books. A second thing that we have to think about is what we read needs to glorify God. Whatever we do, it has to glorify God. And this includes what we write, what we read, what we listen to, and what we watch. And we always have to hold something accountable to scripture, always hold it against scripture to make sure that we're following the guideline we're supposed to be following, that we're not watching something or listening to something or reading something that dishonors God, that does not glorify God. Uh, One verse that I think of is Philippians 4 verse 8, which is Paul writing, and he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So, if we're ever reading something or listening to something or watching something, and something suggestive comes up, like the books that we were talking about, if something like that comes up, think about this Bible verse, think about the Bible, and we just have to think are these things true? Are these things honorable? Are they right? Pure? Are these things lovely? is this lovely to watch? Is this lovely to read? Are these things of good repute? Are these things things of excellence? Are these things worthy of praise? We don't want to be promoting things like adultery or premarital sex by reading these books where it's the whole purpose of it. We're told to dwell on things that are worthy of praise, things that are lovely, right, pure, honorable. We're told to dwell on those things, not things that are going to dishonor God. So now that we've kind of talked about what these types of books are, what's in them, and how they can cause us to be a stumbling block to ourselves and a stumbling block to others, we also looked at how we are to do things that glorify God and thing reading things like these certainly do not glorify God. Now we're going to look at what the Bible says about pornography and how it affects us and what, just what the Bible says about it. Pornography is printed or visual material that contains explicit descriptions or displays of sexual activity. And the Bible has a lot to say about stuff like this. First Corinthians 6 verse 18 says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. 1 Peter two eleven says, "Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against your soul." Second Timothy two verse twenty two says, "Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart." Colossians three verse five says, "Put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature: sexual immorality, impurity, lust." evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. And the last one we'll look at is Ephesians 5 verse 3, which says, But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. So there's so many more verses to look at that talk about this, but I'm just going to do those few for the sake of time. But if you really look at Ephesians 5 verse 3, it says don't do these things because these are improper for God's holy people. This is not what God meant for his people to watch or to listen to. It's not how God wanted those things to happen. They're improper for God's holy people. So while there are so many verses in the Bible about how sexual immorality is a sin, how you're not supposed to lust after one another because if you uh there's a verse that says if you lust after another woman you're committing adultery in your own heart while there's so many verses about these you don't always need the scriptures to support this while the scriptures obviously do support it there's also scientific evidence and common sense i guess that show the effects that pornography can happen we know that it ruins families it ruins reputation jobs families lives it just ruins a lot of things it can ruin relationships it can ruin marriages result in divorce because you're committing adultery when you view pornography it's adultery because you're looking at another person with lust and we are supposed to think on things that are going to glorify God you know so whenever you come upon something that is questionable that displays these characteristics, you have to think, is this going to become a stumbling block? Is this something that people get addicted to? And you have to think, is this something that's going to glorify God? Does what this book promote glorify God? Does it promote things that are worthy of praise? Are these things that I would praise outside of reading this book? Because if not, then you might want to consider what you're reading and consider These things, and if it doesn't fit those descriptions in Philippians 4a of things that are pure, good, things that are worthy of praise, then why are we listening to it? Why are we reading it? Why are we watching it? If it's not worthy of praise, if it's not worthy of things, if we wouldn't recommend them to God, then why would we ourselves read it? If you could imagine Jesus or God sitting beside you while you read that book, or listen to that song, or watch that movie or TV show, would you be ashamed? You know, would you be ashamed to have Jesus sitting next to you and that's what you chose to do? So there's all these different questions to think about when it comes to things that we read, things that we listen to, or things that we watch. So when I went to Walmart that day and I saw, you know, those rows and rows of, probably 200 plus of her books, and there's only just three or four small Bibles in the corner, it just shows the rate of the growth of these types of books and how they're becoming more and more popular and how there's, it was kind of a silent war between those few Bibles and hundreds and hundreds of these books that are not worthy of my praise. So these are just some things to consider As we go into the future. And that's why it's so important that Christians put Christianity into their careers. Like having authors that make good and exciting books. But that aren't full of explicit scenes and that are filled with truth. And that are filled with things that are worthy of praise. Or directors for TV shows that incorporate Christian values into their shows or movies. Or artists, you know, that don't use vulgar language in their music or who don't talk about things that they shouldn't talk about in the song. So there was this song that we used to sing. We did this thing called Kids Sing where every Sunday evening we would do different things where we learned to memorize verses. We worked on songs. A lot of young boys got the opportunity to lead singing, give little lessons, or do prayers, and one of the songs I remember learning that I still remember is where you start off with a career you like. A teacher, a police officer, a, a chef, you know, an author, something like that, and you say, I want to be an author when I grow up. I'll be a Christian author when I grow up. Whatever I may be when I grow up, I'll be a Christian first when I grow up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Talking Truth and make sure to come back next week for another.